Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Sight, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jay Christine, joined as always by Andre Brera. Andre, how are you? Hey, man. I'm good. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm in the spirit because this episode, despite the fact that we're recording this at the end of May, this is a Christmas episode. Um, kind of one of the things when you do a rewatch podcast, you can't always sync it up. No, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I can imagine Christmas in Santa Barbara looks just about how it looks like right now in LA, to be fair. It's been mm-hmm. very cloudy, very gloomy, like for mm-hmm. like a couple weeks now. Yeah. Um, I feel like this has been a topic of conversation. I feel like I've done all the bits I can do about it. And so let's move on. We're talking about Gus's dad may have killed an old guy. Um, which really just lays out what the episode's about pretty clearly. Uh, you know, there's not much amb- ambivalence about it. I mean, there yeah, is was, May, but you, you know. Yeah, it was funny though, because I actually thought it was going to be like, um, like an accidental kind of deal. Like, like gave him a heart attack or something, but yeah, that's not, that's not what ends up happening here. Yeah. So we start off with Sean and Gus playing as kids in a backyard and the ball goes over the fence into, uh. Old man Feller's yard. Now I have a question. Did you have a yard in your neighborhood growing up? Uh, that Fuller, sorry. Uh, a yard in a neighborhood growing up that was like the evil guy you never go into the yard of? Yeah, it was like my neighbor's house. Mm, what was his deal? He was a drunk Cuban guy. Mm. He would uh, he would scream out in the middle of the night, uh, binga, 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 which literally means like cock. <laughs> I mean... Did that, did that take care of it? <laughs> nothing. I have nothing to add. Um, yeah. So if you were like, if your ball went in his yard, you wouldn't chase it. No way. No. No chance. Mm. Yep. That was you, like you the, get, the one you get shot right in the binga. Uh, pinga with a p. The pinga. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's the first time you've ever heard that term. Yeah, I mean, I. I uh, I took Spanish in high school, but, you know, we weren't getting taught, things like that. Um, that's what you really need to know. That's true. I mean, yeah, you obviously learn, like, puta, you know, classic. Um, what else? Do I, do I know other Spanish swear words? I don't think so. Not really. Mierda? What's that? Shit. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, no, I didn't. Uh... Yeah, I take it. Did you? Or is your guys' backyards big enough you didn't even have that problem? Uh, no, it wasn't actually it was big. It was just in Florida. There aren't, like, fences or anything. And, like, I lived at the end of a cul-de-sac. And so I had two neighbors, one of which was almost always gone because, like, in Florida people have houses that they spend, like, three months in during the year. And then mm-hmm. the other one was, like, two families um, the time I lived there. And, like, not – kids are at my age, so, like, it wasn't really an issue. Um, but, yeah. But also, like I said, there's no fences or anything, and so like you'd have to be like a sociopath to really mind if a ball went. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, it's not. Gonna yeah, happen. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm assuming um, you guys had neighborly disputes in some. Capacity. Uh, not really, because we actually lived. I mean, my family didn't mostly because my family's actually pretty easygoing when it comes to that. Like they're they're too anal for me in certain in certain ways, but that's just because I have a very like. I use this word just in this sense. I have a very libertarian view of the way that houses should be that like, I don't think anyone should have any say over what someone else's house looks like and vice versa. Um, 
But like my family's pretty easygoing about that. And also we lived in a deed restricted community, which is like a gated community, but it's not a gate where like there's specific rules of what you have to do and stuff. And so like we didn't have to have disputes because the community enforced it. Um, so you had but, HOA essentially. Yes. And it wasn't the same. It's, it was like the property management company ran it is on like an HOA, but yes, there was like certain, and it, it wasn't as restrictive as an HOA, but it was just like specific things about like, you can't have thick vehicles in your yard. You have to have a, you know, a certain amount of trees on your property. But like my parents have an HOA now where they live and HOAs, I think I've said before, are the single worst outside of terrorist groups are the worst organizations on planet earth. Um, I think that they're the most despicable people who are in them, uh, who run them. And um, yeah, because when I live with my parents during the pandemic, the thing I noticed, and I tweeted about this today, and this is, I'll never get over this. The Venn diagram of people who are in an HOA who think that they have the right to tell you that you can't like hang a flag on your porch and you can't paint your door a certain color and you can't have a moving truck in your driveway overnight. Those same people during the pandemic were the same people who are like, Fauci can't tell me wear a mask, America love it or leave it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, anyway. honestly, like what kind of flags are people like hanging out? No, it was, you know what the big thing was that like my mom got like a warning for putting a Florida Gators flag by the mailbox on a game. I'm like, when they were a bowl game. And it's like, oh, it was one night. It's like, what are you, it's like a, a tiny one. <sighs> yeah. Thank God I've never had to deal with that. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, they, Gus goes over there and then we fade away because Gus is presumably dies. Um, it would kind of remind me of like the Sandlot. You ever seen yes, that movie? Of course. Of course. I've seen, yeah. Okay. Um, whereas that, I think the, then, if you think about it, it's just racism in hindsight. It's like, oh, <laughs> just, he, he just is a black guy. Yeah, probably. That's true. Um, anyway, uh, so they go, they cut to the present day, and Sean's giving out gifts, and he gives um, Buzz a uh, the same rifle from A Christmas Story. Okay. I had never seen that, but I assumed that's what the reference was because I have, hey, guess what? Maybe. I haven't seen it either. Okay. Right on. Um, yeah. Uh, so um, then they uh, give Lassie gives Lassie a snow globe, mm-hmm. which I like to joke a lot. Yeah, I mean, I have a snow globe. Um, not here at my desk mm-hmm. currently. I have one at work, but it's like the mm-hmm. Dodger Stadium uh, snow globe, which I got as a giveaway at the stadium, which is actually a pretty good one, considering those games never take place anywhere near Christmas. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, um, but I do love love the joke that he that he has a fear of snow globes <laughs> that he, he thinks he's getting trapped and he's gonna be melting. Um, I guess he's watched uh, Northern uh, Exposure too many times. Are you thinking of Saint Elsewhere? Is that what it is? The one that ends up being in a snow globe at the end of it. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, yeah. works. No worries. I, I I wasn't. I was correcting you because I wanted to get the joke to work, not because I you know. Um, Anyway, I think it's then, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. No, no, no. I just well, the thing. The thing. The thing too is that, like, if I just let it go, then like, and then someone tweeted us like, "Hey, you know, he meant to say elsewhere." And I'm like, "Damn, I shouldn't let it go." Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. Andre, Andre, you'd rather hear it from me. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Anyway, then he gives Jules a cat toy because apparently, I guess her cat, Mister Mittens, just passed away. Um, yeah. Yeah, he does that. No, he does that, and then it's like he's like holding out for a hug. I think we're still. Was it the last episode? Uh Yeah, that whole awkward moment. Um, Mm -hmm. I like how it doesn't even really get addressed in this episode, which is Mm -hmm. you know 
I mean, because I think the thing part of it is that I think that like Juliet, Juliet certainly doesn't want to address it because she doesn't want to, you know, go down that road. And I think Sean's trying to play cool, but he's an idiot because, you know, that's just not. I mean, I'll say this. I think it's pretty clear that playing cool is something that is is not up Juliet's alley. And Sean continuously makes the mistake of thinking that that is the course. Of it. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. And she invites them to her home for traditional Scottish games and O'Hara family Christmas. Um, but they can't go because Henry and Sean are going to the Gusters. Yeah. So my question was, was it at her place or was it her It family? was at a, maybe a family member's place. I'll say this. Yeah. Juliet's family in this representation, I feel like this is common in TV shows, it doesn't really make sense with other details we learn about her family as the show goes on. Like, right. one, she's not from Santa Barbara, so I really don't know where all the family, like, canonically, she's from Miami is what they eventually established. So, like, I don't really know what this is supposed to be, but it's whatever. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So she does invite Sean and Gus, but, you know, Sean and Gus are actually, Sean got the rare invite to the Gusters uh, residence. And, um, you know, it's a rare, rare occurrence. And not only is he going, but so is Henry. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's nice, you know. But Sean has a suggestion of who Juliet should invite to Christmas: a sad sack of a man named Carlton Lasseter. Yeah, she suggests like he invites him because obviously he's been going through a separation, divorce, whatever it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he's going to be lonely during the holidays, and that's just something you don't want to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I can speak from that firsthand. A couple of years I spent in Tucson by myself. Damn. Um, yeah, I mean it was cool at some but you, point. You, you didn't go. Deal. You didn't go home for Christmas uh, when you were. One of the years I didn't. One of the years I didn't, or two yeah. of the years. I forgot. It was like yeah, um, it was kind of lame, but also you do avoid like you know the drunken family members who ask you inappropriate questions and shit like yeah. that. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, but... I, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm glad oh, that you avoided okay. the drunken family members. Um, oh, they're back know. in spades though. I mean, I and I remember thinking that I always think of uh, Tracy Morgan, the greatest talk show interview of all time, to the point where me and my twin brother will just text each other quotes that he said on like Letterman. And one one time he goes on right after Thanksgiving, and he said, "You know, things are different this year. You know, everyone's an AA now, so there are no there are no outbursts." <laughs> I mean, and he's not even playing. Uh... No, Tracy Jordan. Yeah. God, I truly look up any interview Tracy Morgan did on a late night show, and you'll hear five of the funniest things you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> like the one I always quote is when he's talking about the Godfather, and he says that Sonny would have lived if he had Easy Pass. <laughs> I've only seen the Godfather once, and it was well because you get so she gets shot at the tool booth. So if he had Easy Pass, he would have been able to just go right. Oh, uh, <laughs> was that what happened? Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. People have seen The Godfather recently. They, they, that's funny. Anyway, Sean is talking about how it's rare that they get invited to the Gusters, they, but he thinks it's because of Henry. But it turns out it's not Henry that the Gusters want to avoid. It's uh, Seanathan Spencer. Yeah, you know, and we've seen it in every cold open, essentially, that Gus was in. That, like, yeah, Sean was a, he was a bad influence friend. He reminds me a lot of a childhood friend that I had mm-hmm. that my family similarly did not like because he would do crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he would like call like 900 numbers from like my house phone. Damn. Yeah, That's fucked up. Much, yeah. He would do crazy shit like that. And I'm like, you know, at the time you're like, no, he's like my best friend. We get along and all this stuff. But like looking back on it, it was, it was a very fucked up guy. Yeah. And I'm sure if you look back on it, like you're like, what did I even have a comment with this guy? 
I mean, he had like a PS1, so I'd love to go over to his place and play like Crash yeah. Bandicoot and shit. Of course. Shouts to Crash and then Bandicoot. When, when it got late at night, we'd play Resident Evil. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm, I, I remember I once, there was once a quote tweet prompt that was like, what tweet will prevent you from reaching higher office? And the, whenever something like that comes up, my joke is it was to quote tweet a tweet I did in like 2015 that's just Crash Bandicooter. Anyway, um, so Sean, when he learns he's bad influence, he makes the joke that he feels like what it was like when Pepe Le Pew looked up the word pew in a dictionary, which is a fun act out. Um, and then which we, is, he says, which is but, a church bench, right? No, pew as in like pew. Oh, well, did you know that also? Yeah, of course I yeah. I Well, I don't want, think pew is spelled like that, so. It's not, but that's what he I meant because like it, 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 the joke doesn't make any sense if he means. But, you know, I, I learned that that's the same word because of a joke that my dad's friend Greg told me and my brothers when we were like four, which is the old proverb of he who fart in church sit in his own pew. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it's a classic joke. Yeah, classic. Um, so classic. Uh, anyway, so. We then cut to Henry's place, and Henry's putting up his tree. He gets a real tree, which, if you insist, that's just, I mean, you know, have you ever had a real tree before? I mean, I've had it my whole life. My mom's always had, I mean, at my mom's house. She loves real trees. Um, and, you know, there's something to be said about it's walking nice. into your house and the smell of, like, fur or whatever the yes. fuck the tree is. It's nice. Um, yeah. Do I agree that it's probably bad for, you know, uh, nature? Yeah. No, it's not even that. It's actually not bad for nature. The big thing, you know what thing is? I think it's because from seven until I was like 20, 21, my family had a dog, like a a schnauzer, so like a low to the floor dog. And just the pine needles, the few times we tried to have one, was just like a nightmare. She was always eating them and they were getting everywhere. And just like, it just was like a logistical headache. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I always had dogs too, but they never really did anything like that. It was mostly no. like if we had cats, they would like just run, like like they would like take yeah. off all the ornaments. Yeah. Um, also, now my parents have like a gigantic tree because my mom has so many ornaments, and um, it's a classic thing that I don't know if your mother does this, where she putting on ornaments is a task that she always will complain about having to do. But if we're home when she's doing it, she's like, no, I got it. I, 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 I have to do this. <laughs> we're trying to help, offer to help. She's like, I can't believe I just put all the ornaments on. It's like, mom, you clearly wanted to. <laughs> like, I don't know why you're complaining about this. It was kind of like that, except for what it was. It, it didn't just, it didn't just occur in Christmas time. It was like, my mom is like, loves to clean or she did. Yeah, like same mom. And so if I volunteered to do something, she would be like, no, because she didn't like the way I did it. So I'm like, okay, yeah. well then I don't want to hear you complaining about how you have to do all this shit all the time. And when, like, it, when it came to cleaning, it would be less. She would like have her help sometimes. But I remember one time, like she would always have, have a day off. Time? What? She would have what? She would have us help sometimes. Like she okay. wasn't that mad about that. But what she would do, and this is so funny. And she eventually realized that she was doing this, that she would have like a day off. And then spend it just, like, cleaning everything. And they'd be like, I can't believe I didn't relax on my day off. And I remember one time she had a day off. And I walked into the living room. And she was on, like, a gigantic ladder cleaning off, like, a ledge that was, like, 15 feet in the air that no one could see anything. And dusting it. I'm like, Mom, you have a day off. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You don't have to clean this right now. You just – you want to. Anyway. Um, yeah. Shouts to moms. They're, uh, you know, insane people um, in the best way. Anyway, um, they're doing – Sean and um, Henry are doing a bit where they're exchanging gifts and they have to guess what's in the gifts, um, you know, based on whatever, like that shake it and what have you. I don't know if you've ever done anything like that. No. I mean, I think that's essentially what you try to do whenever you have white elephant in any sort of yeah. event. 
you know, try to shake it, see what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, I did a white elephant this last Christmas with my former company mm-hmm. and I ended up with an iPad. What? Yeah. I've done white elephants and things I've gotten, what I got one time I got a pink ski mask that I never worn. And then the other one, I don't even remember what I got. It was something like really like small. Like a ski dumb. mask with like the holes cut out? Yeah. Yes. Like a, yes. Oh my God. I need that. Do you still have it? Um, I think it's in my closet somewhere. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so they go in the, put in the stockings and they go to the Gusters. And Winnie and Bill Guster, Gus's parents, are played by Felicia Rashad and Ernie Hudson. Um, two great actors. Um, yeah. Now I will say, Ernie Hudson, I'm just going to spoiler it. In a future future episodes, another actor plays Gus's dad. Um, Ernie Hudson is not. I'll say this, and this is this this is actually a controversial take. I personally prefer maybe not 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 maybe not even in the role, but as an actor, I like the guy that does it next more. But I don't want you to look it up. But he's just, he's a great actor. Um, and I, I, know, I like Ernie Hudson, but I'm not you know I, I like the other actor more. Anyway, okay. But Felicia um, Rashad stays on. Yeah, you know it's funny. I um. Every time I think about Felicia Rashad, I think about how she kept the last name Rashad, even though they famously got into like a really bitter and nasty yeah. divorce. I think of crazy. how she still is like, no, Bill was a good guy. <laughs> Does she really say that? I think. I mean, I think maybe recently not, but she was for the longest time like, but think about how much he's done for the community. And it's like, Felicia, it's like 61. But you can't do this anymore. You can't. I, I understand that your career is like tied to him, but you, you can't be doing this. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. Um, anyway. Uh, so Sean's trying to give examples of the good things he did. Um, well, one, also, they give Gus $100, which I think is funny. But he made Gus smoke an entire pack of cigarettes. But the the Gusters say that that's what gave him asthma. Um, you know, and maybe it did, you know. I don't know. Did, did, did anyone ever try to do that with you? I mean, obviously, it didn't take. But um, maybe <laughs> a whole pack of cigarettes? Gee, thanks. Um, well, no, no, actually, no. Uh, you've blown vape smoke into the camera too many times recording this podcast for you to say that. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I know. So uh, funny enough, like I didn't really, I didn't smoke cigarettes until I was like 24. So I started like late. I didn't do that shit in high school. Um, actually, I started smoking weed before, like casually before mm-hmm. I ever started smoking cigarettes. Um, but my mom and my dad both smoked my whole life. So I guess, you know, the yeah. apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. But no, to answer your question, no, they never like they never did anything like that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they were very like fair with me. They mm-hmm. let me make my own decisions. They let me drink when I was underage. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because I wasn't like the kind of kid to like be like bad. Like I was just yeah. like, you know, I'd get drunk at like family parties or like with my mm-hmm. friends, but I wasn't out like doing crazy yeah. shit. You were out, you weren't on the streets. And they kind of knew that like the more I have the tend of the, ah, the type of personality, like the more you tell me not to do something, the more it's gonna make me want to. So mm-hmm. you know, I'll say this. Out. I think the best way to prevent a kid from growing up to be a smoker is to have him grow up in southwest florida and then you start to associate smoking with like the trashiest kids <laughs> like really the only you know what i mean like that a thing that i a joke i made when i came up to new york for college was like oh wait i forgot in new york that like regular and cool people smoke cigarettes whereas in florida like the kids who smoke cigarettes were like the trashiest rednecks because you know it just was kind of the way it was um Anyway, yeah. that's not to say yeah. that people who smoke cigarettes are trashy. I'm just saying that that's the way that it worked out in Florida. Anyway, um, yeah, there. What we get the, immediately is that the Gusters are very critical of Gus. They don't like that he works in pharmaceutical sales. They don't like that he works. That he has, um, uh, he doesn't have a house, and they don't like that he does has a detective agency with Sean. And they use a word to describe it that is not really great to say anymore. Um, but yeah, 
I'm not going to say it. Just pretend. Just move on. <laughs> okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I didn't pick up on it. Um, so, yeah. No, it's funny. I guess they didn't get um, the good word from uh, Gus's uncle, you know, mm-hmm. saying how legit they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, – yeah, they mentioned, like, all the things that, like, Sean kind of got – Gus over I think you mentioned the smoking thing but they also like the pet baptism like racket yeah. which is funny to me mm-hmm. um and that they he let him believe that Jesus is black and of course they are mad at that um yeah um yeah I'm not, but until yeah. they find out that he's neither yes uh so you know luckily we don't get to see it and the whole time Henry's pissed off that they keep talking because they're not cutting the turkey and they're not yeah. eating which mm-hmm. I I mean you know I have faith that Winnie Guster would have made a delicious turkey. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And so then they go caroling, and they're going to... Which skip. is the worst fucking thing ever, honestly. like I've you're never been caroling, spot. and I don't like it as a form. I, it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they end up... They, they want to skip Old Man Feller's house, but Sean's like, let's buy, let bygones be guys. Fuller, bygones. man. Fuller, sorry. I've worked on Feller each time. I don't yeah. know why. Um, you got full. fucking Bob Feller in your head, I guess. I do, yeah. The heater from Van Meter. Um, and so... They said, let bygones be bygones, and they go up to the house, they open the door, and sure enough, he's hanged. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, uh, and yeah, so he hung himself. We get like a nice Christmas version of the main uh, song in the credits, and, <laughs> you know, eventually we cut back to the cops showing up, and it looks like a suicide, but I love that. Uh, I love the way, like, Lassie is so casual about how old people tend to off themselves during yeah. the holiday. Mm. I'm sorry, like I know suicide isn't a joke, but whenever someone no, says but it is funny in the context it makes of you this. Laugh. Yeah, uh, but Sean's going to see some clues. He sees that there's a wound on his head, a stain on his shirt. There's dinner out. There's like it just does not look like a suicide was committed here. You know, like it just yeah, it um, yeah. It looks like the the old man had some plans for the night. It didn't exactly. seem like he you know was this was planned for him. Let's and say. so Sean whispers to Gus that it was murder and Gus doesn't want him to say that because, you know, the parents are there. And, but what Sean points out is that, oh, if I psych it up, your parents might start to think what you do is real, right? And so then he got, goes on a spiel about um, that uh, there was a struggle and he was knocked unconscious um, and he was thrown over the side. Uh, and yeah, that he says it was murder. And sure enough, CSU, which stands for uh colorado colorado state university exactly says that there's blunt force trauma so i mean he's probably right and sign, of, and sign of a struggle so it looks like a murder um and you know gus's dad you know starts to believe that maybe sean might have a gift after all mm-hmm. um exactly. but unfortunately big l takes off for jules's uh family's events so he, he he doesn't stick around so he shows up uh and it's called the first footer which is apparently a thing. Now, I did see in the trivia section of the episode that apparently this whole ceremony is actually a New Year's tradition, but it's whatever. Um, and so uh, he was supposed to bring food, but he didn't. And then he goes, sits down with the nephews, do some Christmas crafts, and uh, he makes some good edits. You know, points out that Jesus was born in April, that the manger is not the name of the whole building, and most importantly, the wise men didn't get there until he was two. So... Yeah, I mean, uh, he's taking it very seriously, um, as his uh, police officer mind would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it gets pretty heavy. And, you know, I feel bad for these poor kids. Uh, I'm sure they weren't expecting mm-hmm. this level of historical accuracy. Because then when Santa gets involved, 
he points out that in that the Dutch version of Santa uses slaves to fly a sleigh instead of reindeer, which is true. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Have you ever seen the blackface Santa? Yeah, it's like a whole thing. Yeah, yes. it's uh, it's yeah, Dutch people. It's are a big old not really great, fucked. Bob. Yeah, yeah, Dutch people. They they they've done some things. Yes, they're uh, real wilders. Uh, so anyway, um, they come in. Um, they, they then. Flassie, sorry, uh, Sean, Gus, and Gus's parents come in to give their statements, and there's a bit of an awkward air about it. And they have invent parents have a seat, um, and they Lassie goes over some of the evidence uh, that there was weed killer in uh, Fuller's system that mm-hmm. matches some in Mr. Guster's garage, uh, which is incredibly circumstantial. Like it is, know. of course. And the, we learn though that he was using that weed killer to poison Fuller's shrubs because of a property dispute. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not looking. It's not looking good. Um, and not only that, apparently, as a, I mean, as we know, there was blood force trauma, and it appears to have happened with a hammer, which also happens to be Mister Guster's uh, hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, strike two. Um, and now, of course, Mister Guster says yeah. that he that Fuller was stealing shit from everybody. So yada yada yada. That's his defense. Yeah. Um, and then the third strike against Mr. Guster is that um, the rope also uh, belonged to him as well. And mm-hmm. at first, Mr. Guster thinks it's like a joke that he's like incriminating himself in this whole situation. But nah, man, he's he's under arrest. Yes. Uh, and he's like, I'm a deacon in the church, you know, and it, it, uh, I mean, not not a great defense necessarily. But uh, we then cut to um, their back at Henry's house and uh, when he's worried, you know, about the, uh, him, about how long Bill will be in prison because he's got a weak, delicate health and a weak disposition. And of course she's talking about Gus. Um, and yeah. uh, Sean vows to take the case, but Henry cautions him against it. Yeah. You know, and probably for the right reason, he's, uh, he's personally involved. You can't be objective about, you know, a personal relationship that you have with the, um, the accused. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, Sean's sure enough proves that that is the case. He, and Henry declares him as having already compromised the case. Yeah. Yes. And And they are, yeah, they have an argument. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. That Sean is like, you know, sorry. uh, Lassie's Lassie. Henry is like, this is why you're never going to be a detective. And Sean says, this is why you're a divorce detective, which ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Very rough. Yeah. Um, so that's not great, but... Then we see Lassie shows back up at Jules, and Jules clearly doesn't want him there because uh, he made it awkward. And he ends up revealing that he bought... He didn't buy. He brought over a Wii, a Nintendo Wii, uh, right. to, for the nephews to play. And yeah, this one, Wiis were still cool. Um, and right. Wants to play some Wii boxing. Yeah, and you know he got it. Yeah, like you said, he didn't buy it. It was uh, in, involved in a sweep. Um, yeah, they had busted someone's house, and I guess that's some of the yeah. contraband they took. Yeah. Um, so they're playing wee boxing, and Lassie's beating them mm-hmm. to hell, and basically being really a bad sport about it. And these mm-hmm. kids want nothing to do with them. Call him a lameo, and yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Winnie is sending Sean and Gus on their way, offer some sandwiches, Then, but Sean wants these little mini chicken cordon blues, but Gus talks him out of that. Um, Henry calls and asks if it's a set of engraved rubber bullets, but he's like, no. Um, 
and Sean is looking at Fuller's house, and it's taking forever, and Gus is trying to rush him, because obviously he's stressed. Um, yeah. But he's like, wait, we need to figure out if there was an HOA. So they go to see Mr. Mitchell, um, who is not interested in telemarketers, sorry, uh, solicitors, but he is interested in the head psychic of the police department. Yeah, yeah, he seems like a nice man at first, uh, aka not really, um, but he's smart enough to these schemes that people cook up against old people, so good for him. Um, and they go inside the house and they start talking about it, and essentially he owns up to there being an unresolved conflict between them. Uh, they've been arguing over years over, you know, over the whole HOA thing, like he would get... He would like, you know, not cut his lawn or not cut the shrubs. And obviously that looks bad for the neighborhood. So he would get cited and then the uh, Mr. Fuller would just rip up the citations and then more citations would be, I guess they just weren't really good about collecting or like being serious about this citation business. So it kind of just went on for years and years. Yeah, I, I think that um, I will say they imply that the HOA started after Fuller already had the house, which like that feels really icky to cite someone for not following an HOA that they didn't voluntarily join. But anyway. Well, what um, happens if, like, if you live in the neighborhood where everyone else I mean, th- this is what happens. It's just a shitty thing, apparently. I mean, it's. I think there's a couple different things that can happen, but I know that people can have exactly this happen to them, which kind of sucks, because, like, why should you have to sell your house just because other people formed an association around you? I mean, I have, I'm very biased against HOA, so, like, I'm kind of... Uh, well, yeah, I agree. Anyway, Gladys comes in, his wife. Um, oh, so did we mention the thing about the historical district? That the Mitchell no, family, no, 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 yeah, the no, Mitchell no. family is trying to get this neighborhood to be an historical district because they've been in the area for hundred years. Yada yada yada. Gladys's wife comes in and he, she remembers Sean and Gus that they had a lawn mowing business and they were paid five dollars for a job that never got done. And she goes to get the tools and is she serious about them finishing it? Yes, she is. Yeah, she is. Um, yeah, it just seems like a real lame, uh, lame. Yeah, lame person. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, they're they're out in the back, you know. Gus, or sorry, Sean is uh, mowing the lawn with one of those old school lawn mowers. Uh, Gus is watering the gardenias, as you know, she mentioned that he should do because mm-hmm. um, they're older than also, him. Correct, yes. And uh, while they're outside, they notice somebody like closing the shutters or like the mm-hmm. blackouts inside the Fuller house. So mm-hmm. someone's inside the house. There must be maybe they're involved in whatever happened. So. Mm-hmm. They ditched the job, not before Sean mentions how fucked up it is that they haven't finished the job twice now. I'll say, if this happened to me, I would... No. I'm a grown-ass man. <laughs> Don't hold me responsible for things I did when I was eight. Yeah, no shit. I would give her five... I would probably give her $50. Just like, yeah. yeah. With inflation. Take yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they go to the house, and uh, there's a realtor named Rose or something, and Sean introduces Gus as Scooney U-Turn, U-Turn Singleton. Yeah, and they're from Dirty Boy Landscaping, which mm-hmm. ten out of ten, great, mm-hmm. fantastic, and yeah, they put, Sean gets a quick glance at some papers that she's holding in her arms. Uh, they're obviously mm-hmm. she's obviously looking for a landscape architect, so they pretend to be that, mm-hmm. and she seems very like a little too stoked about the fact that Fuller's finally dead. So you know, she's adding one more person to suspect in this mm-hmm. possible murder. Yes, because uh, apparently this law is the only one with three hundred and sixty degree views. So she's been which trying to get bullshit. the law forever. Yeah, which bullshit. I mean, like. I mean, okay, technically, the unobstructed 360-degree views means, like, you don't have neighbors on either side of you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, she's convinced that they'll make a fortune. So, Gus, you know, he's ready to throw the book at any single person that has anything resembling a motive. 
Um, but, you know, Sean, you know, in his, in a very, I mean, no, he's not rare, but like he definitely wants to take his time to actually vet this whole situation and make sure that they have the right person. Yes. Um, and so uh, they decide to tip Jules about uh, phone records and Jules shows up and they're like, oh, you're going to arrest Rosa because the tip paid off. But apparently, no, she's not there to arrest Rosa. She's there to distract them because they're arresting someone else. Yeah, they're arresting Winnie Guster, which, uh, yeah, I'm just at this point, what the fuck's going on? But like you said, they checked the calls and some, and there's a lot of phone calls from one person. And on top of that, there's been somebody transferring money into Fuller's account. And that person is yeah. Winnie Guster. So it's not looking good Exactly. Though. Uh, and so, yeah, she's Gus is freaking out and she's like, Gus, don't make a scene. And then when Lassie tries to put her in the car, she says, don't touch my hair, which I think is funny. Um, and so they're in the interrogation room. Uh, Bill mentions that he did an eight hour bid. And she, so what he's freaking out, she's not going to do well in prison. Um, and they ask the important question of why didn't you tell anyone about the blackmail? And it turns out what happened was that she had accidentally set uh, Mr. Guster's boat on fire. And she didn't say anything about it. And then the insurance paid up and she was being threatened with like some type of legal action. Um, Which, you know what? Looking back at a previous episode, I don't recall the episode, so don't hold me to that. Yeah, if they were able to afford to have a boat, they definitely had enough money to send Gus to private school. That wasn't I thought that wasn't because of the money. I thought it was because it was like a 30 minute drive. Well, also, though. Yeah. Um, That's what they told him. Yeah, true. At the time. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so that's uh, that's a pretty clear motive. Um, and so they're looking to try to bail her out. And um, Bill is like, you know, we'll have to see what we can do. It's a lot of money. Gus keeps trying to help. And Gus is like, he basically, he, he puts it all out there. He, you know, goes on a rant against his parents that he thinks he's wanted to forever. Yeah, he's tired of, like, basically not being taken seriously, being treated as a sensitive or, like, like a sensitive person, like a baby um, you know, they've never been super proud of like what he's done or whatever, um, which could have helped a lot if maybe he had gone to the right schools. But anyways, um, so he makes it known he doesn't want to be the baby anymore. And not only that, I mean, I don't know if they gave him money, but now he's going to be the one giving them money. And and that Sean is the only person that's ever believed in him, which, you know, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. And um, and that that's enough to convince Mr. Guster that. You know, he's on the right track and uh, yes. he gives he gives Gus a, a nice firm handshake and and he's damn if he doesn't look like he's about to just burst into mm-hmm. tears. Yeah, I love we hear you, son. We hear you, son. Say, I, I mean, that is I would love Ernie Hudson to shake my hand and say, we hear you, son. Yeah, um, are you kidding me? I would just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, I need to at some point make the list of I've joked a lot about making a list of grown men that I would want to put their hand on my shoulder and say, I'm proud of you. Number one used to be Ed Orgeron, but now I feel like he's scandal ridden. I don't know if that'd be great, but that was my number one for a while. Um, I thought their number one was Jeffrey Epstein. (sighs) Come on, man. You don't need to do that to me. There's a a lot of people you could have picked to be funny. I mean, come on. You're not there. Okay, and then they so when they leave the office, Sean mentions that she probably wasn't the only person being blackmailed. So they go into his house and they see like the panoramic room basically, and there's a telescope and there's a loose floorboard and yeah, and the telltale heart. And then we get psycho reference. They're trying to psych each other out. I just I love the bit where they both say they're not going to do it, and then they immediately go back to doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so. 
Yeah, um, they they finally they open up the loose floorboard, and inside is um, a camera, um, mm-hmm. some camera equipment, and a Manila envelope that has a bunch of black and white photos. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they go through the photos, and it's you know you're run of the mill, um, you know, crimes that are being. Uh, that are being that are occurring in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone's growing pot. Another person has a bootleg DVD ring. Um, mm-hmm. And finally, bingo! They come across something that's probably a motive for murder, which is a photo of an illicit affair with a married woman. Yes, and so they look around the neighborhood and they try to see what house window it is, and they find what it is. They go to that door, they knock on the door, and they say, "We have questions about the illicit photos," and a chase ensues. And they're chasing the guy, you know, Jingle Bells is playing. And yeah. Sean ends up swinging on a rope and kicking him down. Yeah, so they knock the guy over. Um, he right away opens up that he works at a one-hour photo. Um, mm-hmm. Never seen the movie, so. Neither have I. Okay, yeah. wasn't sure that was going to be a thing. Um, and so he kind of admits to, like, having, you know, I, some sort of. He takes photos of hotties, I guess is what he says. Yeah, or he just makes copies of them. At his yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's not what they're there for. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. actually there about this actual photo. And mm-hmm. he mentions that that looks like his dad um, and that those pictures must have been from like 30 years ago because yes. the lady is not his mom. Yes, because his mom apparently died before they moved to the neighborhood. Um, and I love and she's they ask about her dad, his dad's sex life, and he's like, I don't feel comfortable. And, of course, they mention that he has – photos of women that uh, gets their consent so you know be comfortable and what apparently was that there was a female friend who only visited at night who left the house always smelling like white linen perfume um right um so the culprit must be a woman and mm -hmm. at that a pretty hot woman Mm -hmm. yeah he's into it which is you know not great i wouldn't uh yeah yeah so um, the next day or that same day, we cut to the police station and Lasseter is talking to Jules, you know, wondering if maybe they might be interested in hosting him again for the actual Christmas dinner. And, you know, Jules starts to waffle on it and he suspects it's because the nephews like him more. They think he's cooler yeah. and that she was always a cool aunt. And mm-hmm. Jules seems like she's in disbelief at first, but mm-hmm. she kind of lets it. She lets Lasseter run with it because it's a lot better than the alternative, which is to basically say that they fucking hate him. Yeah. And so then we cut to uh, the Guster's house. Um, Weenie's out on bond, and we learn that the Fuller's having an estate sale. Put a pin they're in that. They're both on bond now? No, because he's really... I mean, I guess maybe they think they're still... But I, I assume that they let him go. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sean has some jerk chicken from Kingston's, and he lets Gus smell it. And we learn that the super sniffer... Is genetic. Yeah, it runs in the family, um, and uh, yeah, they 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 smell the chicken. They can tell what's what's in it, what's what it's missing, what whatever, and that gets Sean to thinking that maybe Gus can use a super sniffer to smell something from memory, and uh, and with that, Sean knows how he can solve the case, which is to identify mm-hmm. who at this estate sale would be wearing white linen. Um, because they would obviously want to be there to get, I mean, first of all, they would have to know that photos were taken and were there. Um, mm. but yeah, whoever wanted to bid on those photos was chances are would be, um, would be the culprit. 
Yes. And Sean asks if he can, yes, to use the super snipper from memory. Did you already say that? Sorry, I was looking at text yes, messages. Yes, it's fine. I yeah, apologize. Fine. And so, yes, the, is white linen is the what they're trying to uh, identify. Yeah. Um, and so they go inside, and we, he, we hear that the first auction item is an antique Confederate battle flag, which I will say I do appreciate that the show gets this accurate that that's what that flag is. It was never the flag of the actual Confederacy. Not that that matters, but it is something that is annoying when it is treated like it was the actual flag of the country when it was not. Uh, anyway, that's just me being a asshole, but it's just annoying that they do that. Yeah, um, right. Anyway, uh, so Sh- Gus is sniffing some old ladies. He's just really like... Yeah, yeah. He's doing that, and uh, we, at this point, I'm like, okay, it's definitely uh, Mr. Mitchell's wife, Gladys, yeah. um, and because we see her, and she's got dirt under her nails, and Sean, I guess somehow, uh, asks Gus, like, what is the base component of white linen scent, and it's gardenia, which is mm-hmm. what they were asked to water. Yeah. Um, so then Sean starts to go into his act, you know, acting... Mm-hmm like old man fuller being like a, mm-hmm. a, a cantankerous old man mm-hmm. and you know that's when he just basically says it uh it's gladys mitchell she was the woman in the photos she was in an affair with she was the widower. yeah she was pulled in amy adams she was the woman in the window um correct yes um and so she needed to cover it up because it would soil the good the good mitchell name of the neighborhood Mm-hmm. And, you know, it would have, yeah, it would have been a scandalous affair. And so I guess what was the impetus of this whole thing was, I guess everyone found out that. Um, right. He was going senile. He was going senile because we saw earlier that he was, had posted notes everywhere in the house telling him to like lock the door, turn off the stove and all kinds of things. So she couldn't risk him telling someone else about the situation. Mm-hmm. So she took matters into her own hand. Um and she tries to like fight back with saying like there's no way she could have lifted him all the way up those stairs and tossed him over the the veranda or whatever. Mm-hmm. But of course she didn't need to. She rigged up a contraption where she tied the rope to the stairmaster lift and used that to lift him up, you know, via pulley system, which is really good ingenuity, honestly. Good for her. Um, and that's what, yeah, but she still, she still, she still needed to like push him over the veranda, right? No, because she had put the rope around the top of the veranda. So she, he was on the floor and was being lifted up. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 He never went over. Um, but yeah, uh, I will also say like, it's just over, it's an overreaction to kill someone over. Like if you got some strange 30 years ago, like you can't, like that's, you can't be killing someone over that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care how good your name is. Yeah, yeah. If she was like a little bit younger, then I guess. But um, or or like then, if she was like more important. Like if it wasn't just like if she was like the mayor, I think that that would be a difference. Do you know what I mean? Or if the guy was someone important, but just like I cheated on my husband thirty years ago. Like I don't know. Yeah, so I just a little flimsy. Also, if the guy's senile, I mean, don't get me wrong. I actually don't. It's not that I don't believe she would do that because I think that, uh, like retired old white ladies are capable of heinous acts because of how much they can get on their own heads because they don't have things to do in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I'm not surprised, but I think that, that she just miscalculated. Anyway, uh, yeah, Gus is on the chairlift, and they do a fist bump. Good stuff. Um, and uh, also, I forgot to mention that Gus wins the uh, the flag because he keeps accidentally sniffing. Um, anyway, then we yeah. cut to the end bit, and uh, Sean declares they declared it was a draw. They couldn't guess what the other people's gifts were. 
Yeah, they're at Henry's place, uh, the Gusters and Henry and Sean. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently Henry got Sean some golf balls with the Psych logo on it and mm-hmm. uh, signed him up for some classes, which is nice. Mm-hmm. With the and local Hen- golf pro named Pierre. Yes. And, uh, and you know, Henry gets to opening his gift, which is um, a piece of paper mm-hmm. that basically says exactly what Henry got him. Yes. And, um, you know... Henry's kind of pissed off about it. He says he doesn't want to do this again in the future. But luckily, Sean has a real gift, and it's a picture. It's a, it's a picture. Well, it's Henry in a snow globe, and he loves it. And they yes. hug, and that's nice. Yep. And so the, it's a very nice Merry Christmas. Um, and so the Gusters are going to head out. And, um, you know, Winnie tells Gus that they're going to listen to some of his advice about diversification and the bonds and what have you. Um, and so Gus goes to get the car. And they uh, go up to Sean and they say, "We need to look after Burton." And they give him a hundred dollars. And Sean says, "This is gu- this is Burton. Are you sure, this is enough." <laughs> yeah. And they get some. They give him some more cash. And uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. Yes. What would you give this episode out of ten? I liked it a lot. I gave it an eight and a half out of ten. I gave it an eight, but I, this is a good episode. I liked. I like how it ends. It's it's sweet, and I think that like. I think that the thing this show does well is sweet because it's like I think it likes its characters and you know. Um, I like the, I, I think that Gus's family explains him as a character a lot in the same way that Henry makes Sean make sense. I think that Gus's parents, you completely understand how that turned into that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but more important than that, uh, please, uh, rate, you subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life. Andre, where do people, uh, find you on Twitter? You can follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at Jay Christie. Follow the show at FirstPsychPod on Twitter. And more important than that, since I already did the rate review subscribe part, tune in next time as we talk about There's Something About Mira. 